0: Principal Matters Podcast, Episode 119. Hi, Principal Matters listeners. This is Will Parker, host of Principal Matters, the School Leaders Podcast. Each week I bring you inspiring, innovative, and imaginative ideas for your own school leadership. This week, I want to talk about, in Reflections for School Leaders, your friendships, Learning to Climb Together. If you'd like other free resources like this one, you can check out all my posts at my website at williamdparker.com. When I was in college, I had my first experience in mountain climbing. I was traveling in Guatemala for a summer missions outreach when one morning we woke up before dawn and rode a bus to the base of an active volcano. About 20 of us had decided to begin our climb in the dark so that we could summit the mountain at sunrise. The night before, our team leader had talked to us about the climb. He explained how difficult the terrain would be, as well as the altitude change. And he encouraged us to find team members who we could stay with on the hike. He cautioned us that climbing was just as much a mental challenge as a physical one. And that we must be committed to finishing the last 100 meters of the climb as it would be the hardest. This past week, I was talking to my wife about friendships. She's been reading a book called Friendships Don't Just Happen, The Guide to Creating a Meaningful Circle of Girlfriends by Chantel Nelson. And she was telling me of some interesting research that Chantel Nelson refers to in the book. In 2008, professors from four universities published a report called Social Support and the Perception of Geographical Slant, in the Journal of Experimental Social Psychology, and I'll link to the study in my notes. When I read the study's abstracts, here's what the researchers explained. Participants in their studies were asked to stand and look at an incline, a hill, and estimate the incline of the hill that was in front of them. Over and over again, those who were accompanied by a friend or even thought of a friend during the question time estimated the hill in front of them to be less steep than participants who were alone. Now, this is really interesting research because here's what the researchers concluded. Quote, this research demonstrates that interpersonal phenomenon, social support, can influence visual perception. And they go on to explain that simply being with a friend or even thinking of a friend changes your emotional or physical perceptions. Now think about that for just a moment. It may be common sense that the support or presence of someone else can positively motivate you, but studies like this suggest that the presence of friends actually change our perceptions. Now one of the biggest challenges that I find in educational leadership is our tendency to work in isolation We may be surrounded by students or teachers all day, but that doesn't mean that we have the interpersonal support or the presence of others helping us navigate difficult moments. And this is one reason why I believe so many school leaders burn out. But it's also one reason why so many highly performing schools encourage professional learning communities or teams who meet regularly or work independently to find solutions. It's also a good reminder that you cannot do your best by yourself. I know that this may be a uniquely American phenomenon, but we are fiercely independent. But our fierce independence often leads us to outcomes that are weaker than if we connect with others. In my first year as an assistant principal, I I remember walking around my school with a yellow notepad. And when teachers or students would stop to talk to me, I would jot down their concerns or the questions that they had. And then I would spend time every school day following up on those issues. And in my mind, I was being the kind of principal that I always dreamed of, the person who would be available anytime to find solutions, answer questions, or put out situational fires for anybody in my school who had a a problem. What I didn't realize was the misperception that I had about leadership or how quickly I would burn out. I thought leadership meant being some kind of Superman who could single-handedly manage the most difficult situations of a school so teachers and students could learn and teach. But although I was responsible for the outcomes of the biggest challenges in my school, I was missing out on an important truth. Our biggest challenges in our schools are best solved together, not alone. Over the years, I've begun to realize that when I reach out to my colleagues or my friends for feedback. I always find better solutions. Let me give you a personal example. In my third year as an assistant principal, I was on a team with of three high school administrators, and one of my teammates, another assistant principal, was named Carrie Sitton. And I confided in Carrie my tendency to work late hours to miss mealtimes with my family. And so she began to hold me accountable. And as she left each day and time to be home with With her family, she would stop in my office and say, okay, Will, whatever you're doing can wait. Your family needs you more than the school. Go home. That small act of accountability would push me out the door and it helped me increase time with my kids and with my wife. So this week, I want to share with you four reasons why I think you should be thinking about the power of your friendships, the power of community, how important it is to rely on others in your personal life and as a school leader. So number 1 you need friendship for accountability one of the biggest dangers of advancing in your career is your ability to forget that you don't know it all and just because you've advanced in a degree or a position of authority does not automatically qualify you as the expert and at the risk of sounding like your grandfather let me just say it simply stay humble one of the best ways to do that is by surrounding yourselves with others in a school setting Or in your personal life, you need others whom you regularly connect with for updates, for sharing, or simply checking in. And this happens best when you schedule it. For example, in my high school, my secretary and I had a standing meeting every Tuesday at 9 a.m. We would compare calendars, discuss next steps on projects for schedules, and... I would just listen to any concerns she was aware of that needed my attention, and I scheduled the same kinds of meetings with my admin team members, my department chairs, my professional learning teams, my student leadership groups, and my district leadership team. By setting a time limit on these meetings and taking notes on what was discussed and following up afterwards with any directives decided, I created a scheduled routine of accountability. You must create a framework of accountability if you're going to have consistent conversations and feedback. Now, in my personal life, I've done the same with a group of men whom I meet with once a month. And together, we discuss issues affecting our lives and our families. These men have become a source of encouragement and help during family or personal crisis. And we can connect with each other by phone or by email before or after the times that we meet. Think about how you can rely on others for accountability and ask yourself the question, do you believe that you work better alone? Now, you may work faster alone, but you always can accomplish more meaningful outcomes when you include others in your journey. So number one, have accountability in your friendships. Number two, let your friendships include life support. You know, when I was a young teacher, one of the older teachers in my school, had a sister who passed away, and we gathered some money among our faculty and gave him a gift to cover his travel expenses to her funeral out of state. I was in my mid-20s at the time, and I had never lost a sibling, and I remember standing with him in the teacher's lounge as our community gave him this gift, and as he cried and was hugged by his closest colleagues. And in 2010, years later, my older brother died of heart attack at the age of 45. I was 39 at the time. And I remember the devastation, but I also remember the comfort and the strength that I found, not just in my family, but in my friends and in my colleagues, those who cared about me. School isn't just about academics. It's a community. And some of the most difficult moments that you face in school leadership will be managing a crisis in the lives of students or coworkers, or maybe even in your own. And friendships are often the best glue that keeps Folks together during those difficult times. So, number two, friendships provide life support. Number three, friendships provide reflection. In our day to day work of serving schools, we always have room for growth. And one way to keep growing is by reflecting. Dan Pink has a best selling book called When, The Scientific Secrets of Perfect Timing. And in this book, he studies how the moments of your day can actually affect the decisions that you make. Timing does affect your decisions. He talks about how common it is for people to make wrong decisions when they're tired or emotionally drained. And I'm not sure if you've ever considered how important this is in your leadership. It's also why it's important to reflect with others before you make important decisions. For instance, whenever you're facing a scenario or decision that's going to be, let's say, a tough disciplinary action, reach out to a trusted colleague. It's better to reflect with others before moving forward than it is to hastily decide something and regret it later. Reflection is also a powerful way to improve your own service and performance. For example, at the end of each school year, I would pull my office and administrative staff together, and we would debrief after graduations. Now, this allowed us to talk through any actions that needed to be taken in the days ahead, as well as to reflect on the days just completed. We would keep a running Google Doc of our last 10 days of work together, and we would share those tasks that needed to be completed among our team members. And by reflecting together, we could discuss what was working, what wasn't, what new goals we needed to set, how to improve as we move forward. Reflection also happens every day. As you finish a classroom visit or lessons with students, you can reflect with others on your team on what's working and what's not. And one of the benefits of connecting with others is your own personal growth. And this can happen in person, but also it can happen online, professional learning communities, Twitter chats, blogging and podcasting, in my case, finding what great books others are reading, talking about best practices. One of the reasons that it's so important for you to reflect with others is they're going to help you see things that you're not seeing on your own. So number three, let your friendships include reflection. And number four, let your friendships bring out the best in one another. I know this last point may seem obvious, but it still needs to be said. You are not the best version of yourself when you're alone. And yes, solitude and self-reflection are important ways of personal growth, but so is community. And in a culture that prizes independence and self-reliance, I think we often forget how important it is to have others around us. There's a story by C.S. Lewis, the author of The Chronicles of Narnia, that I love about friendship. Lewis was friends with J.R.R. Tolkien, the author of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, who Lewis referred to as as Ronald. And Lewis tells a story of when J.R.R. Tolkien and Lewis lost a mutual friend named Charles Williams. And when Charles died, here's what Lewis wrote. I'm just going to quote this. He wrote, In each of my friends, there is something that only some other friend can fully bring out. By myself, I am not large enough to call the whole man into activity. I want other lights than my own to show all his facets. Now that Charles is dead, I shall never again see Ronald Token's reaction to a specifically Charles joke. Far from having more of Ronald, having him to myself now that Charles is away, I have less of Ronald. In this, friendship exhibits a glorious nearness by resemblance to heaven itself. End quote. What I love about that Quote from Lewis is this You have others in your life who can see parts of you that you're unable to see alone. And you have attributes that may be best displayed with one person more than with another. So keep this in mind that as you connect with friends or families or community members or colleagues, sometimes we need one another in order to see the best parts of ourselves. So, number four, let your friendships bring out the best in one another. Let's wrap this up. You know, when I was climbing that first mountain back in my college experience, I remember reaching that last 100 meters and realizing why the climb would be so difficult. Because we were climbing a volcano, the final ascent was nothing but black rock and pebbles. And with each step, you would climb two or three feet and slide back a foot or more. So to ascend 100 meters, you would really be climbing 300 meters as you lunged forward, clutched onto sliding rocks around you and slid back and then lunged forward again. And I remember one of the girls on my team who I'd partnered with for the final climb and about halfway up, she just stopped and said, I can't continue. And I said, yes, you can. We can do this together. And all around us, team members had paired up. We were clutching hands or placing our hands into the heels of the boots in front of us to create footholds for one another and together inch by inch. It was a hard climb. One that I don't think we could have made if we were just doing it by ourselves but one that we did make because we relied on one another. Now, I don't know what kind of climb you're facing in your school leadership, but I believe it's safe to say that if you are climbing alone, you're probably not going to reach the kinds of heights that you will if you climb with the strength and encouragement of friends. And just as researchers have discovered that even our perceptions and attitudes change in the presence of friends or even thinking of them, your ability to face the hills ahead will be much greater When you welcome accountability, life support, reflection, and discovery that happen through your friendships. So, this week, think about these questions Who are some people in your life or on your team who you rely on for accountability? How can you schedule time to reflect with others? Who are some friends that you know bring out the better parts of you, and how can you connect with them? Reach out today to someone who is your friend, and tell them you're thinking about them. And in the school year ahead, commit to serving together. Well, I hope that that's helpful. I've been doing a series on reflections for leaders over the last several episodes with some interruptions of other topics. But if this has been helpful for you, please share it with other school leaders. And if you'd like other free resources like this one, you can check out all my posts at my website at williamdparker.com. If you are interested in my books, Principle Matters or Messaging Matters, they're both on my website, or you can find them at Amazon.com. Let me encourage you, if you've read either of my books, if you could leave a review on Amazon, I would appreciate that and would make it that book more available and readable for others too. Until next time, I hope that you're having a fantastic day. Thanks for doing what matters, and I'll talk to you soon.